episode 42. Listeners, I'm ill. Oh, I need some of that broth that Snape's been brewing up. Snape, stop me from turning into this beast. Oh, <laughs> this is a really funny episode, but I had to cut a lot out of it because it was deemed unlistenable or, in some uh, in some people's eyes, too offensive. But yeah, it was really fun to record and really fun to edit. Hope you guys enjoy it too. Um, it's my weekly reminder. Uh, please leave us a review if you haven't done already. Maybe tell a friend about the podcast. If you'd like more episodes of the podcast, you can... Visit our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision to gain exclusive episodes to our extra podcast, Double Vision. Uh, We're also going on tour. For our tour dates, you can visit pottervision.com and that's all listed there. Anyway, here's me yammering on. Here's episode 42. What's up? And welcome to the Vision Podcast, the podcast where every week we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books and we just chat about it, don't we? This week it's episode 42, The Meaning of Life, and we're on book three, Prisoner of Azkaban, chapter seven, The Boggarts in the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Tom, how are you? I'm damp. Oh, why are you done, boy? What's going on? Before you got here, yeah. I was doing a bit of exercise. I think I'll get one last minute exercise in. Yeah, yeah. Had a shower, mm. but I don't think my body was finished precipitating. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I put my clothes on and I was balmy. Muggy. Oh, hot boy. Yeah. Me clothes are sticking to me. That's just how I feel. Oh, what exercise has yeah. warranted this? You know, cartwheel. <laughs> Backflip. It's mad that you get taught these moves, don't you, in school, like how to do a cartwheel and stuff. You'd never do that to keep fit. I do. Do you? My wrists are aching. Oh. I have to do it onto my fists. Oh, um, round offs I've done this week. Oh, yeah, and also we've not been having the best weather. No. So I've been trying to dry my clothes inside the house, and oh. I just sat on a maiden mm. for uh, like days on end, just wet. Yeah. And so. I, not only am I wet myself, my clothes are wet, I smell, I've stopped brushing my teeth, oh. um, I've become ugly. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say anything, uh, but oof. <laughs> start looking at, what's his name, Cosimodo? Yeah. Me, on the other <laughs> hand, I've just been getting more and more beautiful. Yes. Upstairs is an attic. And in the attic is a picture of me looking a bit ugly. Because now I am an oil painting. Mm. Do you disagree? You're definitely oily. (laughs) (laughs) He knows it. He knows it. Uh, For me, now what we're doing, because obviously I was ill with Covid and things, Mm. we're we're behind a bit, aren't we? And I was ill with a sordid mind. Yes, (laughs) which is... Just as valid. <laughs> the only thing is, though, you can't vaccinate a dirty mind. You cannot. <laughs> you can't. It, it Unless, needs to be invented. Clockwork Orange style, Ludovago treatment. Oh! oh! That is horrible. He was holding his eyes open and his eyes were moving. Do you know what I'm on about? No, I've never seen Clockwork Orange. In Clockwork Orange, they hold a villain's uh, criminal's eyes open and they force show him and really like violent images non-stop to make him sick. Oh! So like, if he ever thinks of doing something violent or criminal again, he'll make him sick. And so uh, that's what I've been going through, yeah. Like the Pavlov effect type thing. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Oh! What am I saying? Reverse was... Pavlov. Exactly. Clockwork Orange. Naranja. Yeah. Hugo de Naranja. Exactly. You give a dog an ice cream and they start ringing a bell. Let me say something. Yeah. There's been an update. Oh, yeah. You know my neighbour? Oh, yeah. Nosy neighbour. Nosy, naughty neighbour. Yeah. She decided um, to wake me up. Did she? 
<laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I'm uh, laying asleep on yeah. a, I think it was a Saturday morning. No, it must have been Friday or something. Yeah. Yeah. On a weekday. And half six in the morning. Yeah. Um, she starts screaming at <laughs> the builders across. Right. Because one of them is mixing cement in a barrel. Right. And she's like screaming, going, It's not half seven yet! It's not half seven yet! It's not <laughs> half seven yet! And I'm like, yeah. So I wake up. Yeah. You see, I didn't hear the cement mixing. No. I think it was a purely a visual thing. <laughs> because there's a thing that they can't start work until half seven in the morning. Right, okay. Right, and this man was mixing cement in a barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, the visual of that upset her oh she didn't like it yeah <laughs> you don't want to be looking that while you're having your cheerios so you? she thought to wake up everyone in the street instead <sighs> it's only right <laughs> it's only right if she's being disturbed the whole street needs to be disturbed because that is quite a scream because she's not next door is she she's like two doors down next door but one. Oh, but one no she was outside on the street um, with her coat on, with a bag, about to go to work. So as she was leaving to go to work, what? she thought, why not do a wake-up call for everyone on the street? Right, so this woman doesn't even have to suffer the cement mixer anymore <laughs> because she's on her way to work. She's not thought, oh, I'm going to work. Nosy, nutty neighbour. Yeah. Tell you, I've got an update. Oh! Poppy, or Ploppy as you know her, mm. little hamster... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Our relationship is continuing to blossom. Oh, yeah, you're shagging the old girl. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Uh, it's just hands at the minute, so she will... Hand play. She will now climb onto my hand voluntarily and eat something. I volunteer. I volunteer a sacrifice. Yeah. And we bought her a little bowl that she can get in... And walk around free... Well, say freely, she's in a ball, but she can explore in the ball. Are you ever tempted to put her in the ball and then shake it? <laughs> Never. Tom, what is up with you today? You've got violent thoughts, murderous thoughts, sexual thoughts. <laughs> Not enough sleep, I reckon. <laughs> I agree. Right, <laughs> now we've uh, caught up. Are you ready for a chapter seven rundown? Please, give me a rundown. Chapter seven, the boggarts in the wardrobe. Last chapter, we had transfiguration, divination, care of magical creatures. This week, we've got potions and defence against the dark arts. In potions, they're making a shrinking solution. Malfoy is still claiming to be poorly, so Ron has to cut up his daisy roots. Harry has to peel his shrivel figs. Well, thank you. And uh, they make the solution. And Neville is not doing well. It's the wrong colour. And Snape says, well, you're going to have to try it on your toad and he might kill it if you do it wrong. Hermione helps Neville out, though he does it correctly, but Snape... Takes five points from Gryffindor because Hermione helped him when she shouldn't have done. Next thing, they're at Defence Against the Dark Arts. He takes them to the staff room, does Remus Lupin, and there's a boggart in the wardrobe, and they learn the spell Ridiculous. Mm. The boggart comes out, it's something scary. Oh, it's a mummy, it's a rat, it's a hand. Oh. You say Ridiculous, and then the mummy turns into Daddy... Uh, the rat turns into a mouse, and the hand turns into uh, a nice foot, for example. And now, he comes to Harry, and Lupin doesn't let Harry do it. He comes in front of him, hey, I'll do it! And in front of him, it turns into a silver ball in front of Lupin. Very mysterious. And that's the end of the lesson. And Harry's going back thinking, yeah, best lesson we've ever had. But why did he not let me do it? Does he think I'm a scaredy cat because of what happened on the train? Mm. And that was the boggarts in the wardrobe. What a fun little chapter. What a fun little chapter. Very fun little chapter. It's had me thinking then, Harry was like, why didn't he let me have a go? Hermione didn't have a go either, pal. Yeah. Not every student got a go. I think we saw that about five of them got a go. Yeah. In a class of 20. It's not all about you, knobhead. <laughs> 
Oh, is it because I was scared? It was because the bell went. Yeah, what a twerp. Now, Malfoy comes bouncing into this chapter, for me, full of charisma. He's back at it. He's in form again. Right? He's not keeping quiet about his injury, and nor should he. Mm-hmm. So charismatic, like, and he wants help, like, from possible, from two possible new friends. Yes, he is. Maybe this can be a way of befriending those boys I'm so fond of. Ask them to help me <laughs> with my work. Yes. Mm. But Ron, the antagonist of the scene, deliberately cuts this disabled man's daisy roots completely wrong on purpose. I hate that. Cuts them up rubbish. And Snape, I think, perfect punishment. Mm. He goes, look, you've done that on purpose. You've messed up those daisy roots. So you're going to swap? You could have done it half nice. Yeah. Just because he was spent, like, you know, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like a little madman. Yeah. Cutting up, like, roots so they were perfect. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You could have just done it, like, nice, but you did it nasty. You went out of your way to be nasty, Ron Weasley. Exactly. And for me, the punishment is completely justified in this mm. case. I feel like Harry should have got some punishment because he then is asked to uh, peel some shrivel figs shrivel figs mm-hmm. and he does it quickly and throws the shrivel fig right back at draco across the table they're just being unnecessarily rude aren't they just play into it <coughs> pretend he's a baby <laughs> that's what i do with my enemies pretend yeah. they're a baby pretend he's a baby <laughs> Like, if, if, if someone's like, you know, like, if I was like, oh, Lucas, make me a cup of tea, and then you came back, baby want his tea, I look the idiot. Exactly. I look the idiot. It's the it's the thing you've always got to do. If someone's coming up to you, going, oi, I hate you, mm. you smell, you're never going to have any friends, mm. all you have to do is turn round and say, goochie, goochie, goo. Mm-hmm. Believe me, they're going to be on the back foot. <laughs> They're not going to know what to do Mm. when you're trying to stick your nipple in their mouth. Oh, come on. You don't like that. Kids listen to this. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I like Draco because he's a a laugh. He knows he's a laugh. Yeah. You see, Ron and Harry, they take themselves a little too seriously. Yes. They're scowling at each other. Yeah. Malfoy is... Uh, playing up to his, like, you know, mm. get playing up to his injury and getting attention off Pansy Parkinson. It's like, they're hating it. Yeah. Pansy Parkinson, she must be getting paid more for being in this book. <laughs> First two. Hardly any mention of her in Philosopher's Stone. Hardly any mention of her in Chamber of Secrets. At the minute, she's, like, got the fourth most lines <laughs> of all the characters. I'm wondering if she's going to be a potential love interest for Malfoy. Mm. She seems to be quite besotted with him <clears> at the minute. He's enjoying it, having a bit of banter with her and then winking at Crab and Goyle. Yeah. They're flexing their muscles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that they're uh, coming back. But, Pete, you know, like, extras and stuff in uh, TV shows... Mm. If they don't have a line, you don't have to pay them as much. As soon as you give them one line, the amount of money they get paid, like, doubles or something. It's ridiculous. Mm. There are two characters in EastEnders that have been in it for, like, 20 years each, and Mm. they never say anything. They're just extras. There's a guy called Winston who works on the market stall. Mm -hmm. There's a woman called Tracy at the bar. And they've been in it for like 20 years. They've never said a single thing. Occasionally there have been like famous episodes where Tracy from the bar says, I'm going on my break. And then she leaves. And people are like, hey, Tracy said something. That's fun. Or Winston at the store. But they're always doing things like, you know, when the main characters have got some drama, mm. the guy at the market will give Winston his apron and go, oh, look after the stall for me. I'm going to beat up Phil Mitchell. <laughs> And yeah. that's his little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, look out for them cool characters. I hope Pansy Parkinson's better getting paid a bit more then. I do. Well, she should be in this book. <laughs> yeah. Now, Malfoy, he starts on the wind-up. Oh, yeah. Saying how he hopes that Hagrid is going to lose his job. Oof, yeah. But, in Malfoy's eyes, Hagrid's guilty. Yes, I completely empathise. I can I can see completely where it's coming from, because Hagrid didn't fully explain that the uh, hippogriffs is that what they're called? Yes. 
the hippogriffs can understand English. <laughs> well, for me, def- like the way it happened with Harry was it was Harry on his own. Hagrid was there with him, supervising. Mm. And then they went from that, from... Right, all free, 12... Free play. <laughs> Do what you want. Yeah. If it was what if it was like the same situation as Harry, one-on-one, I would be like, Hagrid has got it covered there. Yeah. But for me, it is irresponsible to just let them all do what they want. So, Hagrid, pal, you've made a mistake. Yes. And for that, you must be punished. <laughs> what do you think is the right punishment for Hagrid? Kill Grip Hook. <laughs> what, Grip Hook the... The goblin from... Green God's Bank! <laughs> what? What's the hippogriff called? Buckbeak. Buckbeak. <laughs> right, Hagrid. You've messed up in this care of magical creatures lesson. So do you know what we're going to do? We're going to murder your banker. <laughs> you know that mortgage advisor you like? Well, we're going to murder him. Oh, please don't. Please don't. He gave me a great mortgage interest rating. Look, you know that guy who knows your pin number? He's gone. (laughs) We're killing him. (laughs) We're bringing him to the pumpkin patch. We've got a man dressed up as the Grim Reaper with an axe. And he's going to behead him. (laughs) (laughs) I think the last punishment was to kill... What's it called? (laughs) Bugbeak. If you're very careful... More than one life can be spared tonight, including that banker, Gripok. <laughs> Buckbeak. Grip hook, book beak. You can see where I'm coming from. Yeah, one's got a beak, one's got a hook. <laughs> book beak. Does Mr. Potter have his key? Well, oh, I love that guy. Matt, please. No, that's a different one. Matt, please. Um, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I just wish to put gear. I love that guy. <laughs> He's my best friend. <laughs> I once emptied all my pockets and dog biscuits and went on his, on his lap. <laughs> I'd hate to see him die. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So far, the punishment so far removed from the crime. (laughs) I'm afraid we're going to have to murder Dobby. (laughs) I've never even met him. Kill away, as long as I keep me job. (laughs) Dumbledore saying that. Look, I should have been sacked five times, but instead there's a pile of dead house elves in the garden. <laughs> I've never met half of them. Hagrid, you're charged with, with raising a dragon on school grounds. The punishment? I'm going to strangle Dudley Dursley. <laughs> what the hell, I'm going to waste scat-free. Thank you, Dumbledore. <laughs> what would you do? What do you think an apt punishment for Hagrid would be? <laughs> Just back to groundskeeper. <laughs> We've given you a chance and you failed on the first day. Maybe we could give him a different teaching position. Yeah. Brooms. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> you need He's a... Later. Oh, I wonder if they make a broom big enough for Hagrid. Oof, it'd have to be the old tree, wouldn't it? You have to just be flying a tree around. <laughs> Not be funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey. Yeah, I, I just don't think... It's not like an honest mistake either. It's like, how can you not realise that this is he dangerous? He has a duty of care to those children. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's just like one of those things where it's so bad that you just... It's not even like, oh, he's going to learn. It's like, well, did they like, a trick. Had, what, did they fast-track his DBS check? Well, he probably already had one if he works at the school. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really think they're doing DBS <laughs> checks on the Hogwarts teachers? <laughs> if Filch has got a clear record, I'll be damned. Describe Filch, now that he's on the subject, in this chapter, as a failed wizard. Mm-hmm. I was like, excuse me, failed? It's like a 
disability, isn't it? Well, he's he's got no magic ability. You wouldn't yeah. failure, would they? <laughs> There's always a bit of favouritism in potions, isn't there? Yeah. Where Snape lets the Slytherins get away with things that the other students wouldn't do. It's funny. It is funny. I agree with you. I like it a lot. It reminds me of... It makes me happy. It makes you happy. I start grinning. Very I start, nice. I start laughing. Yes. I take off all my clothes and run around the room. Yes. And that's why we don't want it to change. <laughs> but it reminds me of... Do you remember how pally PE teachers would be with members of like the football team oh, yeah. or the netball team? Jesus Christ. You'd turn up to PE... And you'd be like, they might have a laugh and a joke, the teacher and the... Are you two mates? <laughs> Hanging out with each other outside of yeah. school. Right, like he can drink this one. <laughs> I feel like I'm interrupting something, just going to the lesson. Bloody hell, like they're in a clique. Yeah, I know, I felt that. Um, but then, but it's weird <coughs> though, because hmm. PE teachers are teachers, and a lot of the time... They often teach another subject. Mm. They'll do like two. Yeah. Maybe they'll do science or maths or something. Yeah, yeah. But like, you had to go to uni. Yeah. So in a way, you're a SWAT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are you hanging out with Scallies? <laughs> Get back here. Get back here, yo. Malfoy. Yeah. Loves being waited on hand and foot. Oh, yeah. And I don't blame him. I think there's something so beautiful, beautiful about pretending to be the little boy from The Secret Garden. <laughs> I love that film. Would you like to be bedbound for a bit? For a bit, yeah. Able body bedbound, where people like. Could you. Like, sometimes NASA do a thing where. Sometimes, once I read they did this thing where they were giving people money to spend a month lay down in bed. Why? Research, I guess, bone deterioration if, or muscle deterioration if you're not using them. Do you know oh, what I mean? yeah, like there's people on Wally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flying around on the things. But um, how long do you think you do a month lay down in bed? Not a month. I think I'm a person who, if I have one day off, I'll feel guilty about not doing things. Day off what? Anything. This is your job. A day doing nothing. What do you mean it's my job? To sit on me lay in bed? That's your job now. I couldn't do it. I just feel like I was wasting my time. But you're making moolah. How much? How much would you do it for? A month. For a month? Mm. What's that? 30 days. Past September. April, June, and November. Uh, I would do... Five grand. You're mad. What? Is that a lot? (laughs) It's your price. I think that's good. Five grand, what that'd be about. I'm going to offer you two and a half grand. For 30 days? Mm. And I get I get all my food brought to me. Mm-hmm. Is that included? Mm-hmm. I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for food, all food. Yeah, all right. Two, Jesus two, Christ. Would what? you do it for two? <laughs> it's with this guy. How long what? will he go? Well, I think <laughs> two and a half grand is like, that's all right. And you're getting all your, your food. <laughs> do you know Would you do it for two grand? No, no, I'd draw the line at two and a half. If I hadn't laughed at him, I he'd, be, do, it, he'd yeah. be doing it for a grand right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you ridiculed me, so I'm sticking with two and a half. <laughs> what would your price be then? A million pound. Oh, you're mad. Oh. You turned down 900 grand. No, they're naming, you name your price, so you get whatever you want. I didn't know it was name me price. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was what would you do it for? Yeah, I'd do it for a million. You'd right. do it for two and a half. You've worded it wrong. <laughs> Not name. I, if it was name your price, I'd have said a million. You said what would you? You said would you do it for five? They mean the same thing. Name your price. How much you do it for? No, no, no. Name your price <laughs> is wildest dreams. What would you do it for? Is your lowest? Sorry, sorry, sorry. If you're a news agent, right? Yeah. And I walk in, pick up some milk, and I put this down. I go name your price. They're going to yeah. say how much it costs, aren't they? Yeah. They're going to say how much it costs. Same, same scenario. It's not the same scenario. Name your prizes, what would you do it for? Do you know what I mean? You sound insane right now. I don't. You always do this. You You gaslight me. You sound insane. The listeners are going on your profile and unfollowing you. No! On what? Whatever. Wherever they follow you on. Oh, don't. Please. They're going to be sending death threats to you. Because you sound insane. Add them to the mix. (laughs) Yeah, but a month in bed would be nice for me. 
NASA students like washing your body? Would you, you have to be have a bed bath as well? No privacy. But I think that would be nice, knowing that you're surrounded by intellectuals. And these people are astronauts. Yeah, but they think you're a dum dum. I don't mind that. <laughs> I'd like to be treated like a dum dum. Mm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody wants to have an intelligent conversation with you. They just want to smile and pinch your cheeks. Why would you want that? Because <laughs> it's nice. It's simple, isn't it? Is it? You don't have to like, oh, God, do I really have to talk about politics or quantum dynamics? I just want to say, who's yum, asking, yum, who, thank you for the cookie. Who's asking you about quantum dynamics? People from NASA. What is quantum dynamics? I don't know. Something to do with space. Did you make it up? Did you mean quantum physics? Or is quantum dynamics a thing too? I, I don't know. I think it's a thing. I'm I sure there's know. a thing called quantum dynamics. Might be a branch of maths. I don't know. I'd ask the NASA people about footy. <laughs> right. Imagine I'm a NASA astronaut, yeah. right? I'm going to be Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Okay. How are you doing in bed, little guy? What are you doing here, sir? I'm part of the uh, research for NASA. Can't you see they're changing me? Why Why are you in the room? Look, I'm here at the forefront of space exploration. I don't need to explain myself to you, a dumb dumb boy. Panic alarm. Hey, no. Oh, I know I don't work for NASA anymore, but let me stay until he's dressed. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, Look, you set up the plot line of you were getting changed. I just said yes. The secret garden, the little boy, they told him he couldn't walk. Yeah. Have you ever been told by anyone you can't do anything? Um, My mum told me and my sisters we have no musical ability. Really? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've been told that I'm not an athlete. My mum also told my little sister Maisie that she can't run. <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh You're not a runner. No. There's a few things that I am very bad at. One of them is drawing. Really? I'm very bad at drawing. I've been. Uh... Draw something now. What would you like me? A daisy. A daisy! Alright, here we go. Uh, leaves. Stem. Middle bit. Petals. I tried really hard there. What do you think? Listeners, he tried his best and he's drawn a pair of tits and an arse. No, I've not. <laughs> That's naughty. That could be interpreted as a, as one of the other. I'm oh, sorry, it's my dirty mind. It's a, da- it's a daisy. It's a daisy. It's a daisy. Whoops, a daisy. And I think you can tell that's a daisy rather than... You wouldn't say that was a rose, would you? No, well done, that's all right. Thank you very much. Uh, But no, my drawing in general is very bad. Uh, And athletically, um, I can time things. Like, I can play badminton and tennis, and I'm all right at that. And I, I used to be quite agile, but I wasn't quick. I could never win any of the races or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah. Not good. How about how were you on sport today? Fastest boy. Were you? Mm. Very good. I can imagine you being athletic. I won the long jump, the hammer throw, shot put. How many things did you enter? Javelin. <laughs> My sister was good at sports. High jump. I got gold in all of them. Oh! They wanted to send me to the Olympics. Why didn't they? Because um, I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> The school ringing up the Olympic Village. We've got somebody for you. He's just won the school race. How old is he? Twelve. We can't have him at the Olympics at the moment. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, my sister was very good. She did, like, netball, gymnastics, and she was good at athletics. But me... i tell you what I did win once. A backstroke race. I went to a swimming gala, and I won the backstroke. Well done. Me head at the back of the pool... I got out, didn't realise I'd won, and I had. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Yes. Professor Snape. Yeah. um, Looks into Neville's pot and he sees that his potion, the shrinking potion that they are brewing. Yeah. It has, Neville's has gone orange, which is the wrong colour. Yeah. Snape starts lecturing him saying, 
you've done this wrong, I didn't tell you to do that, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah. Why can't Neville follow simple instructions? Yeah. It's a recipe. Yeah. And he's put too much of X, Y, and Z in. He's made two mistakes, one of which I can understand. Hmm. So one is like, you were only supposed to do a dash of whatever it was. Mm. And to be fair, a dash, what's that mean? A dash. Yeah, but Neville, he's a little lad, he could pour a load in. But... He's tomato ketchup tip. Yeah. Fair enough, you can make that mistake. But if the instructions say one rat spleen, how are you putting loads in? That's, that's the act of a madman. How has he put too many rat spleens in his potion? Yeah, exactly. And how do they fix it as well? Because it works in the end. Does he pull the rat spleens out? Does he start again? Maybe Hermione has like doubled everything else. That makes sense. And then... Matched up the proportion mm-hmm. of ingredients again. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a classic GCSE maths question. Is it? Here is a recipe. There'll be one every year. Here is a recipe for 30... Little cakes, and it'll say how much milk, how much flour, how many eggs, and it'll say, tell us how many eggs you need for 45 cakes. Mm. And you have to half them to get to 15, and then times that by three to get to 45. It's a classic proportion question, and this is what they've had to solve here. He's putting, he only needs one rat spleen. He's putting three, for example. Very easy, you just times everything else by three, add them in. Fascinating. While this is going on, yeah. Draco overhears uh, Harry, Seamus and Ron yes. talking about a serious black sighting. Oh. Draco says, if I was you, I'd be out there looking to get him myself, not oh. hiding in a school. And I completely agree with Draco, that's where I'd be. If someone was looking for me, I'd try and I'd get on the offensive and yeah. find them first. Attack is the best form of defence, that's mm. what they say. Put them on the back foot. But yeah, Harry, um, Draco seems to know something that Harry doesn't. Mm. Because he implies that Harry would want revenge for some reason. So implying that Sirius Black has done something against Harry or maybe his family. Mm. Which uh, we as readers do not know anything about yet. No, we do not. But, oh. but Draco knows. How? Yeah, do you reckon he's heard it from Daddy? I was about to say the exact same word. Daddy. <laughs> Yeah. So, Snape, this is where I think Snape has crossed a line. I, I was about to say the exact same thing. He's out of line. Go yeah. On. Making... Because <laughs> he's going to be pretty sure that this potion is wrong. He, he said to the class, right, we're going to test Neville's potion on Trevor the Toad at the end of the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. That is what he's... Charged Neville with correcting his potion. Yeah. And you better do it right, because at the end of the lesson, we're going to pour it yeah. down your throat, your frog's neck. Yeah. I think that is completely out of line. Mm-hmm. Because if it has gone wrong, and he's killed the toad, well, I would be fuming. If well, I was his grandma... What makes it so much worse? Snape is fully expecting... Yeah. ...something bad to happen. Yes. Because he thinks that he would never have been able... To affix his potion. Yeah. So Snape is going in front of the glass <laughs> and like completely preparing to kill a toad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's absolute madness. And the two options, the two outcomes for this are either losing five points for Gryffindor or the toad dies. Mm. So for me, Hermione has to help. Yeah. No matter what the <laughs> what the sacrifice. And the others are like, oh, five points. The, the toad's alive. That was the better of two, like... The toad lives. And in the next lesson, Gryffindor earn about 50 points. They all get five points each. But we could have had 55. Oh, look, Harry and Ron, don't worry. You're going to get 300 each at the end of the year anyway. It doesn't bloody matter. Mm. I must have told you about the guy who redid re- sixth form about five years no, in a row. No, you did never. He, there was a guy... Uh, I'm going to name him, Gareth Smith. and um, Shout out if you're listening, Gareth. Go on, boy. When we joined sixth form, he'd already been there two years. Mm. And he was in our year. And by the time we finished, he was still in sixth form and he was still going to have to redo another year. So I, he was in sixth form and he was about 22 years old. <laughs> and he was still in school. I don't know what he's doing now. He's probably still there. But I don't know. 
kind of think they allow that. Like, I, like I, remember, I remember thinking when I was at my sixth form, they wouldn't let that slide. Oh. Well, in uh, one of the schools I work at, we have, uh, well, in a lot of schools around the, around the country, a lot of students will come from foreign countries to get a good education. Mm-hmm. Right? But sometimes they will be older than they say because they want to they want to have the education. So there'll be someone who might be like twenty, and they'll lie and say that they're fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. so that they can do the GCSEs and get their qualifications. My first day of working at a school once, I was a mentor, and uh, they said, "Right, we've got a new student. We want you to talk to them, and find out if they're married." <laughs> we have a suspicion that they're married with a child and they have to try and find out how did that conversation go I went hello uh, welcome to the school have you made friends have you had a good first few days my wife doesn't want me making friends <laughs> oh he told me alright well see but, you later yeah yeah I've made a couple of friends it's been uh, nice right okay and um yeah, what about, um, what does your family think about you coming here? You, your mum, maybe? Your, your, your wife? Do you have a wife? <laughs> you just asked them out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, very suspicious. And there was once a year seven girl who I'm convinced was 16 because she once battered a year 11. And she was, she was supposed to be 11 years old. Oh, my God. She got battered. <laughs> There's a famous Michael McIntyre story where um, when he joined sixth form, yeah, uh, he went he went in with like his mum and his younger sister, and like he was get he was joined sixth form late, and he went they were going to meet the head like the head of mm-hmm. sixth form, and then he went in and as a joke he said about his mum and sister he goes hope you don't mind I brought my wife and daughter, <laughs> and the head goes no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I used to do what Hermione does. I used to have every book in my bag, mm-hmm. even on a day when I didn't have that subject. Just because it's easier than changing it all out. Oh, I'm not sorting that out every night. Because as well, because my organisation is oh, that bad. Take? One minute. <laughs> oh, you have to pull the books I out. Did. And so you had the heaviest bag. Carry around. I used to get red marks on my shoulders <laughs> from carrying this bag all day because I'd have my lunch in it as well, my pee kit. About books for like 10 different subjects. Ingredients for food tech for the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, that milk is sour. Well, you never know when we'll need it again. <laughs> Just a lie, I'm drinking it myself. Lucas, what are those rock cakes? No, no, no. Those are rocks. <laughs> Get rid! <laughs> no, I don't like to declutter. Oof, I'm not good at getting rid of things, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I keep boxes. Yeah. Like, look, I just keep boxes. Like, yeah. I think, oh, I might need that box. Yeah. It's a shoe box. Yeah. There's two of them there that are mine. Nay, oh. three. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm the same, and I think my parents are the same as well, and... Thank goodness that my mum's friend used to do Operation Christmas Child, because otherwise we would have hundreds of shoeboxes, I reckon. Mm. But we had to donate them every year. Operation Christmas Child. <laughs> drop the boxes, drop the boxes. Ooh, a pair. <laughs> Ooh. Classic. For me, people might not know about Operation Christmas Child overseas. It is a, uh, a charity... That you have a little shoebox and you put in things for a poor child, usually in Africa or a third If I was country. a poor child, if I were a biddy biddy bum. I think it's safe to say that all our listeners have heard of charity. <laughs> but not specifically Operation Christmas Child. Well, the thing is, we had a, a similar thing in England. Yeah. Where you'd make a box, fill it with stuff to give abroad or yes. whoever, yeah. But I don't think it was effing called Operation Christmas Child. Is it not? Operation Christmas Child. Have you never heard of it? Not that title. <laughs> I reckon that was some scam in Wales where yeah, it wasn't going abroad. Just some multi-millionaire benefiting on millions of tooth- toothbrushes. Just some big Welshman <laughs> grooming himself for life. 
Hey, <laughs> yeah, little shoebox, bit of soap, toothbrush, toothpaste, yeah, and some little toys as well. They go to Lupin's lesson. Yes. Yeah. Lupin drags them all to the teacher's lounge, right? Yeah. Why? Why is that happening in there? I know. I know the boggart's in that wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But can it not be transported? Oh, we. I know. In the film, it's a stat. It's a. Uh, you know. It's a wardrobe that moves about. And it's in their room. It's in the Defence Against the Dark Arts room. Yeah, but is this in the book? Could it just be like a more of a cupboard? Do you know there's yeah, in the yeah. wall? Yeah, I think it is. But does he not have the ability to move this boggart to his classroom? Maybe he couldn't be bothered. Fair Let's enough. Let's everyone's coats in. But let me <laughs> tell you this. He goes in. Yeah. And Snape, continuing with his discipline of Neville, because yeah. Neville... In my opinion, has been messing about the whole year. He's yeah. been spreading rumours about Harry, telling the whole school that he fainted on the train. He's not paying attention, right? And he's letting Hermione do his work for him. Mm. And Snape says to Lupin, professionally, he says, watch out for Neville, you know? Uh, if he's in this class, I'm getting out of here because something bad's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Lupin decides to undermine him mm. and say, oh, no, no, no. Neville is going to be helping me. He's my prize student. You don't know anything about him, mm-hmm. and you've just undermined your colleague in front of all the third years. Mm. Well, we will find out soon enough that they were in Hogwarts at a similar time, weren't they? And that Lupin was pally with Harry's dad, and they weren't very nice to Snape, were they? Tough shit. <laughs> Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Lupin, undermining yeah. people. Don't be undermining. You're an adult. Yeah. No, I agree with you. No, you don't. That's mental no, to say no, that. I, no, no, no. I, I agree <laughs> that he should... No, no. He's just I do a, disagree with you're you. You're mad. He's just done a nice thing for Neville, building him up after Snape's tore him down. <laughs> but and I... then you just you go along with any bit of bullying you do. You're the worst kind of person. Adults! But I agree that Snape or somebody, not in front of him, but I agree that a member of staff should warn Lupin about students that are not very good <laughs> or might be doing something wrong. Because Neville is a danger, I think. I think left to his own devices, he could cause chaos. You're worse than me. <laughs> I've, not, I've been infected by your personality. I've spent <laughs> too much time with you. He's got the virus, but he's not yeah, got, got the, the disease. disease. <laughs> um... Yeah. We see Peeves as well on the way to the... Try to brush over this. I know you did. I tried to brush over this. Well, I want to mention Peeves. I like him. He's got a way with words, hasn't he? Looney loopy looping. Looney loopy looping. (laughs) Where did it say he did that? (laughs) He he, he said those words, but there was no laugh. He go first, he's He's got away with words. But he's normally all right with the teachers, but it says he's quite rude to Lupin. But Peeves must have seen all of the teachers before as kids at the school, Mm -hmm. which is weird. We used to have, um, at my school that I went to, we had a couple of teachers that used to be students at the same school, which would be so weird, because they would then work alongside people who used to teach them. Mm. Which must be such a weird feeling. I don't know if you had that at your school. No, never. I remember like, um, no, nothing like that. Mm. So Peeves is uh, shoving a bit of chewing gum in a keyhole. And uh, for me, my favourite spell so far. Lupin says, Waddy Wazzy! And sends the chewing gum out of the keyhole into Peeves' nostril. (laughs) And I looked it up and... uh, Wad means wadding, or like a wad of something. Mm-hmm. And wazzy means to go ahead, which just sends something in a direction. She waddy waddy. You are giving me nothing here, <laughs> and it's because you don't like peeves, isn't it? Admit it! So they unleash the boggart. What if peeves in a future book is a, in a pivotal chapter? Is he? I don't know. No, he's not. Will you discuss him then? Hang Peeves. Will you actively join in the discussion then? Use the, um, what's it called? The stone from the Deathly Hallows. What's that stone called? Uh, oh, I don't know. Is it the Seeing Stone? Whatever no, invi- invi- 
don't know. You should have... I feel like we should know that. To bring... <laughs> to... <laughs> What's that? Uh, you know, one of the three most important uh, objects in the wizarding world. Use that stone to bring Peach back to life. Oh, yeah. And kill him again. Yeah. But this time, send him straight to hell. Well, I want to know who he was. Because everybody else is like, oh, this is Sir Nicholas, who was a knight in the 15th century. This is the friar who was a monk. This is, uh, what's his name? Baron. The bloody Baron. He was a Baron. What was Pete? What was his actual name? What did he do? I'm going to write down what he did. He's writing something down. I wonder if I'll be able to say it out loud. (laughs) And I won't because Tom's sister will get upset because we say that word at least once an episode and we're trying not to, aren't we? We're trying to build up an immunity, a resistance. The Unleash the Boggarts. Oh, yeah. Now, Boggart is a creature, for those who don't know. Did you explain this at the beginning? A little bit. It shows you uh, your biggest fear to try and scare you, mm. right? And the only way to stop it is to point your wand out, say ridiculous, and think of something funny. Yeah. And laugh at it. Oh, oh, Hates yeah. laughter. Yeah. Uh, one of the girls, scared of mummies. Mm. Frightening things, mummies. I don't think. I don't think they get used enough. Zombies had a good run. Zo- I yeah. suppose mummies are similar to zombies. Yeah. I think I think a zombie mummy film set in Egypt would be good. Yeah, like like the mummy. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. There's only one mummy in there. Yeah. And he's like tough. Mm. How about actual mummies that like walk slow and yeah, touch you with their bandages? Oh, it reminds me of old Doctor Who episode, The Pyramids of Mars. Well, there's a lot of mummies that follow you around in that. Oh. But they're alien mummies in that one. We don't find out what Hermione's fear is. No. Ron jokingly says at the end of the chapter, he says, what would it be, getting 9 out of 10 on a test? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think Hermione's greatest fear is? I think she loves mummy and daddy. Mm-hmm. And I think she might worry about something happening to them. We can't use that as an example, because these are children and they're all using um, things like banshees, mummies, all right. spiders... Harry's was a Death Eater. Mm. Hermione's... Dementor. Dementor, yeah, it was a Dementor. Mm. Hermione's... Creepy doll? Creepy doll. Like Chucky or something. Mm. From Rugrats. Yeah. What would your Dementor be? And you can't... Not Dementor. What would your Bogart show you? And you can't say something sad. It has to be something you'd hate to see. But not something sad, because you say sad things sometimes. Now, I have had, when I was making these notes, I had this conversation with myself. <laughs> <laughs> he literally... Go on. Because I thought, what would me boggart be? And my first thought was, dying alone. You're... And I thought, I thought, Tom's not going to like that. So underneath dying alone, I've written, room full of moths. <laughs> Because that's the answer he'll want me to that's say. That's the answer you've got to say. All right, room full of moths. <laughs> <laughs> room full of moths, please, Tom, for ten. Lovely. Are they big or small? Quite big, I think. Oh Just lo- a lot of them. I don't like moths. Do you not? What no. is it about them? It, I think it's the way that they flap aimlessly mm. and seem to have no control over where they're going. And I feel like they're just a bit mm. horrible. Yeah. And a room full of them would scare me. I wouldn't like that. That creep me out. They move moths in unnatural ways. Yeah, they do. They're a lot more manic than, say, a butterfly or even a fly. Because I think that is what's scary about, like, zombies and mummies. The fact that they're just, like, they don't seem to know what they're doing, just and going in a direction. They've got a thickness about them, a moth. Yeah. Like, if you're ever brushing your teeth at night and a moth flies into the window because it feels yeah. the light, you're like, bloody what a thud! <laughs> They've got, like, human legs. They've got, like, hairs on them. And knees. They don't have human legs. They're, like, more human than you'd think. They've not got got bug legs. They've got, like, bloody... Cat's legs or something. They're more, like, meaty. They are meaty, aren't they? Like... Detailed than you'd ever expect an insect to be. Oh, hello. <laughs> what would yours be? 
What would my boggart be? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So it's something that I would hate to see, something that scares me. I think I'm alone in saying this because I can't even hazard a guess on your feelings on the subject. But my boggart would be starving children. That is horrible, isn't it? That is scary. To me it is. I don't know how you feel about it. Me, I love it. <laughs> no. It's obviously horrendous. Or maybe maybe my boggart would be some daft old bat screaming her lungs out at half six in the morning. Oh, 100%. And if you shouted ridiculous, what do you think she'd turn into? <laughs> I don't know. I'd like her to just turn into sewage water and fall down the drain. <laughs> I was going to do that little quiz with you. I'll give you something scary. <laughs> you tell me what ridiculous thing it could turn into that would be funny. Okay. All right, so first one is uh, a vampire. Mm, vampire. Um, birthday cake. Birthday cake, lovely. Uh, what about a tiger, scary tiger? A tiger. A, uh, a baby tiger eating a birthday cake. Perfect. And uh, what about uh, Fatso, the big ghost? One of the three brothers from Casper. Okay, Fatso, big ghost. A cookie shaped like a ghost. A cookie shaped like a ghost. You've got it. (laughs) You've got it. Ridiculous. (laughs) Can I give you some? Yeah. Okay. A a monster made of muck. Uh, A muck. With a smiley face on it. <laughs> muck with a smells of muck. <laughs> like a pile of muck. <laughs> okay. Um, Look, I didn't judge your answers. A goblin with a knife. Uh, goblin with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> this is over. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I had. Does Mr. Potter have his fork? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, looking at, imagine Voldemort sat in this room. Mm-hmm. He'd be gutted. You can't look. I'm the most powerful wizard ever. The most evil wizard ever. And this kid's more scared of a hand. <laughs> I'm supposed to be bloody scared. Nobody's picked me! That'd be great if it was like a hidden camera show. You know, for like Jimmy Fallon or and something. And he runs out. <laughs> Hey! Hey! You're like, piss it off. Why, why did nobody think of me? I killed your mum and dad and you thought of a Dementor. Yeah, but Harry finished you off two years in a row. It's, obviously, maybe I could finish you off. Me, Neville. You're joking. You're joking. Oh, I've lost my touch. Look, you were living on the back of someone's head. That's not scary. That's pathetic. <laughs> you, you were chatting up Ginny last year. Do one. Alright. You'd be gutted, wouldn't you? And uh, he gets Neville to goes, Neville, think of something that would scare you. Mm. Right, and he goes, Professor Snape. And then he goes, and think about your grandmother. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, I don't want the boggart to turn into her either. For me, that's a safeguarding red flag. <laughs> <laughs> He's implying... <clears throat> That he would be terrified of his own grandmother. So much so that he would not want the boggart to turn into her. Yeah. For me, that requires a follow-up conversation. Is everything all right at home? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you'd like to tell us about your relationship with your grandma? <laughs> I'd be worried. For me, that's a red flag. Let me just make some notes. And then, um, uh, is there a, Have you got an uncle at home as well? Oh, yeah, he tried to push me out of a window once. That's fine. <laughs> This is Hogwarts. What's so ridiculous, Lupin, about a man wearing women's clothes? Well, I don't think this is Lupin speaking. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is somebody else speaking through the character of Lupin. Mm. And I had one final question. Yeah. So, Neville finishes this Boggart off. This is Neville's chapter. Yeah? Yeah. He finishes it off. Ridiculous. One final ha. The Boggart explodes into Mm. loads of little pieces. What crime did the Boggart commit to warrant death? (laughs) 
I know. Frightening us. Yeah. Scaring me. Yeah. I'll kill you now. The only time these students have a problem with animal cruelty is next year when Mad-Eye Moody performs the Cruciatus Curse on the spider thing. Previously, we've had ferrets flying around the room, we've had Snape nearly poisoning a toad, and now we're killing a boggart. And everyone's, everyone's loving it. Best lesson ever! Way <laughs> We just killed something! <laughs> hey. Nice one, Neville! <laughs> Defence against the dark arts. We are the dark arts! <laughs> we're learning how to be murderers! Cold-blooded killers! Mm-hmm. But this... This is the thing. Before we were saying, look, not everybody got a go. But Neville got two goes. Yeah. Why is he getting two goes when some people haven't had one? That's where I would be annoyed. Fair enough if everybody's had one go, but we ran out of time. Teacher's pet, maybe Lupin's seen himself in Neville. Yeah, bit useless. But this is Neville's chapter, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because he's actually succeeded twice. Once with Hermione's help, but ridiculously did it on his own. Maybe this is the start of things to come, you know, Neville coming into his own a little bit, maybe not being as useless as we thought. But we're seeing... We had a theme last year, didn't we, with Harry, where he thought, should I be in Slytherin? Am I actually evil? Am I not as good as I thought? And this book, I feel like the the new thing this year is, am I a wuss? Mm. Am I brave enough to deal with things like Dementors and stuff? Because it's, it's playing on his mind a lot, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, should I be out fighting, finding Sirius Black? Should I have fainted? Me, 13-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is deluded on that front. Was he 14? He's just turned 13, I believe. Right. How many, how many grip hooks in the electric chair out of five <laughs> are you going to give this chapter? Oh, I liked it. I gave the last chapter five stars. He liked it, everyone. He liked it. Mm. I don't think it's a five-star chapter, uh, but I thought it was really good. I like, I, I like the classroom scenes. I like that we've got that hint of Malfoy knows something about Sirius Black to do with Harry. Mm-hmm. That's a nice bit of intrigue. We get a great lesson with Lupin. For me, I think that Lupin is the best Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher that Harry gets. At his time in Hogwarts. Yeah, definitely. The best one ever. Yeah. Um, So, that's fantastic. I love the idea of a bogger. It's a fun creature. It's a scary creature to think about. I'm enjoying the promotion of Pansy Parkinson to regular guest star. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give this four grip hooks in electric chairs out of five. Excellent. Excellent. Now, for me, this chapter had it all. It rolls in immediately with Draco Malfoy on top form. Ron and Harry being their usual miserable selves. And you know what? I'm happy for it because it allows Draco to shine. Two lessons. Last chapter, we got three lessons. Two's fine by me, by two of some of the most interesting, influential teachers you're ever going to meet. Snape, Lupin. They both give fantastic performances. They really shine, both Mm. of them. There was the excitement of all the boggarts. And for that reason, I'm going to give this chapter five grip hooks in electric chairs out of five. Do you know what? This book is delivering. Last chapter, we gave it nine together. This chapter, we've given it nine. I'm loving it. It's going well. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Are you ready for... Quiz. Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas, how well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. What did Harry skin? A shrivel fig. Question two. What solution are they brewing? A shrinking solution. Question three. What spell is used on peeves? Waddy wazzy. Correct. What spell is used on boggarts? Ridiculous. Question five. What homework did Lupin set? Read a chapter on the boggarts and summarise by next Monday. My boy, you've gone and done it. Hey! What's the prize? A uh, nice wave. Oh, it's a bit of a twiddly one. Thank you. (laughs) 
Quiz, 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 this has been the Potter Vision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening, you lovely people. Especially you. You know who I'm talking to. Next. Mummy. <laughs> yes, mummy. <laughs> if you want to support us further, we're on patreon.com slash pottervision. There are ten bonus episodes of the podcast with two more every month. So please check that out. There's also key rings, posters, all that kind of stuff. We're also going on tour from September this year to February next. We're going all around the UK. We've got 13 dates currently booked in. Hopefully coming to somewhere near you. Pottervision.com, check it out. And you can also message us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for us, Pottervision. Search us, you'll find us. And we also have an email, pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. Next week, we are on episode 43 and it'll be chapter eight of The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Flight of the Fat Lady. Mm. You have been Tom Lorenson. You look the spit of Lucas Kirkby. Good bag. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.